Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. And he's back in the state of Pennsylvania. I'm in the state of South Dakota, and of course, today is Monday, as I hope, uh, hopefully, you all know that. Um, and uh, so that means that well, we are dressing up. They could be watching so it on a different day. They could be doing that. But at the time this airs, it's Monday. So on the delegated day for this episode to appear live to yes. the audience, yeah, it'll be yeah. Monday. Um, so, yeah, obviously, we're, you know, wearing our ties and um, suits and whatever, because, you know, it's current events Monday. And so we like to uh, up our game a little bit and compete with the secular news media and prevent actual news and actual facts. So this is our take. This, this does not mean that we're lying to you. Right. Yes. This is the one instance when a tie on in front of a camera doesn't mean we're lying. So yeah, we're yeah. bringing we're bringing ties back into the Christian world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, the pastors like wear them all the time, so you know. <laughs> Technically, I guess they didn't completely go out. So, um. Anyways, if you have well, back with the introduction of more like laid back um church services, I think ties. Oh yeah, it's true. They did a go dying trend. I know it's sad. Yeah, rather than bringing our best to God, we've decided to wear just jeans and whole shirts with holes in them, and yeah. Anyways, we're not going to spend a whole episode talking about the theology of worship, but uh, that would be a topic to get to. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, if you have information you'd like to share with us or somehow you'd like to prove us wrong or just compliment us or anything you want to send our way, send it to our inbox, trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Check out our show website. Variety. Yes, especially the complimenting variety. Um, if Emailing is too difficult for you. Check out our show website, drdshow.net. Scroll to the bottom of the homepage. We've got a nice little form for you to fill out. Send your stuff that way as well. Um, so yeah, today is Current Events Monday. we got a ton of stuff to talk about. Jacob is going to be breaking down the gun crimes, mass shootings that have occurred this week um, in places you would least expect them to occur. Or if you're being smart and you actually understand how these laws work, it's exactly where you'd expect it to occur. Um, also, we're going to get into a little bit of the theology because at the end of the day, we're offering a Christian worldview and part of that Christian worldview is theology, not all of it, but sometimes it's nice to provide a theological uh, 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 perspective to it. And that will be the shortest portion of the show because we just have so much other stuff to talk about. <laughs> so Jacob requested that uh, my theological section of it be a lot smaller. So I'm going to try so, so hard. I promise I'm going to try as po as hard as humanly possible to keep it short. <laughs> yeah. If you know us, yeah. that's difficult for us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so this will be fun. But before we get into all of that, we have to talk about our verse of the week. And it's Monday. So we got a brand new verse this week, of course. And our verse this week is Psalm 95 one of the probably most well-known psalms, but maybe not in the way that we're about to discuss it. Psalm 95 verses three through six. So three verses, but they're shorter verses. So I figured it would work. So here we go. Psalm 95, three through six says, for the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth 
The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. And again, that's Psalm 95, 3 through 6. So I'll keep it brief, but this verse is incredibly powerful. Reading through this, you, you, you can't help, if you're reading it properly, you can't help but be filled with awe. Our Lord, the Lord is a great God, great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. And it goes on to talk about the heights of the mountains, the sea, the dry land, all of this, the beauty of creation, the, the incredible heights of the mountains, the depths of the sea, the, the, the vastness of the dry land to the point that uh, after 5,000 years of humans traversing this planet, it took us until recently to discover this plot of land in which we reside. That's how vast this earth is. Um, massive amounts of land and God created it all. Um, and then because of all that, it's it's a call to worship in light of all that. This is the, the reverence aspect that Jacob was talking about um, last week. In light of all that, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Um, and it's in awe. It's in reverence. It's, it's us kneeling before him and pledging to serve and worship him. That's the picture being painted here. Um, so we need to keep that in mind. We need to remember that when we talk about the God that we worship. Is it, and, this is, this is just a random comment and a random thought, but your, your thoughts on it, Bruce would be nice. Yeah. But um, just like the past two weeks, the, the verses that we've picked, again, this is, again, random thought, but they've kind of ended in almost like a, a phrase or a, a quote Mm -hmm. Almost like before call to action, right? Right. It was, um, Christ who reigns, and in yeah. in that in those in those quote quotation marks saying that this is what we're saying, this is what we should say, and then in this again, it's us saying our Maker, you mm -hmm. know, and then you know just something interesting that I thought of. I don't know your thoughts on that, Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. The, the call to action. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, our, the last verse was in Hebrews. Um, no, sorry, Isaiah, my goodness, it's just a week ago and somehow I've already forgotten where the verse was. That's how bad with references I am. <laughs> <laughs> that is why having a Bible in my pocket that I can search for keywords from, because I'll remember the verse and I'll have like no idea whatsoever where it is. Uh, it's generally, hopefully maybe in this area. I don't know. <laughs> and instead of spending like 15, 20 minutes trying to scroll through and find it, I'll just be like, let me just find the keyword. So anyways, yeah, Isaiah, last week we were talking about God reigns. And that's the good news. That's what we're glorying in. That's the blessed are the feet of those who say God reigns. And also indirectly, that's a call to us to go and say, Hey, your God reigns, yeah. uh, worship him. So yeah, same, same deal here. Come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. It's another call to action. Yeah. That's a really good point. Really good point. Again, Sweet. Random, and uh, but, yeah. What's a, yeah, random thoughts with Jacob Johnson. <laughs> I like it. They often are uh, very insightful. So thank you. Keep them coming. Um, so yeah, with that, let's let's pass it to Jake again for even more random thoughts. But this time they're a little more structured and they've got some letters, uh, news newsletters, no, our news articles that would get there eventually. News articles attached to them. Take it away. 
<laughs> random thoughts that have an episode connected with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that span an entire episode. But um, yeah, well, getting into this, uh, I'm not starting out with the news article this time. I'm starting out with a rant. Um, oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, I don't, I don't think there's any denying that within these most recent years, the, the sort of unbiblical agenda that's been going on has been really cracking down on guns. Um, and just like all of, all of the left and, you know, all of, some of the right in the sense that they are, you know, letting this happen, but you know, I think Bruce and I have share have given several articles, and we could still share a ton more of articles on all the small things and you know some of the big things that have been banned about guns. And if you want, uh, be, but if you want, we will send you an email with all of those articles. However, I will not cover those today, um, because I think there's a larger, more broader point that. I myself and Bruce want to bring up. Um, but today, what I want to talk about is how they're able to legislate all of these bans. And, you know, I think a lot of us know this, but you don't have to look much further than the most recent shootings that have taken place. And this is really like, they have been harping on the shootings that have gone on or the mass shootings that have gone on for years now, trying to ban guns through those shootings. But something that I find very interesting, and I will work my way up to this, but is how California wants to kind of defend themselves. And I'll, I'll explain all that later, but let me start out with now my first article um after five minutes of ranting um but um <laughs> but a well-deserved rant it was yeah yeah it, it wasn't too much of a rant hopefully <laughs> hopefully didn't feel like much of a rant for me but my first article the headline goes california mourns after third mass shooting in eight days yeah yeah that's right wow. california one of the most gun restrictive states Mm -hmm. has had three mass shootings in the past eight days. Now, I don't know exactly when this was. This was probably weeks ago. But within a span of eight days, they have had three mass shootings. And I even think I saw an article that said that they had four within those eight days. It wasn't even three. I think it was closer to like four. But there's there's multiple articles saying different things. So if we want to just go on the lower end, we'll just we can say three. But I think there is an article to show that there was four. Mm. But that's wow. a different issue. That's horrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, it is sad that all this yeah. is going on. And it's even more sad that it's these deaths, these people's deaths are then taken mm -hmm. to politicized. Right. Are politicized and used to push an unbiblical agenda. Yeah. Um, Even when if if the, the leaders in California were actually people who cared about their constituents, cared about the people they claimed to serve, care about the people they claimed to represent and who they were put there by, theoretically, unless Dominion voting was involved. Um, yeah. Then if they did do that, 
they, if they actually cared, they would say, get more guns, defend yourself, take advantage of the Second Amendment, and get more guns, arm yourselves, so that people are scared to go into yeah. someone else's house. We're scared to go into massive open places like that because everyone has a gun. And if they start opening, opening fire, people are going to fire back. But no, yeah. no, they stupidly decided to do the other thing, which makes no sense whatsoever. I think at this point in California, they don't need to cheat the vote anymore. It's all of the all of the crazy people or what's left. The if, there are, if there are any sane people still left in California, hopefully at this point they've left. You but if you to... haven't left California and you're a sane person, I think you're going to be start to be considered unsane, insane if you continue to mm -hmm. stay there. Yeah. Um, but moving on to talking about the third, this third mass shooting that happened within these past eight days. Sorry, the the eight days somewhere within that span of eight days. The facts of that case are that a farmhand, so a, a worker on the farm, had killed seven people on the farm that he worked at, and then went on. To kill even more at a business wow. within within the area. Now, keep in mind, if any of those other employee, other farmhands, or even the farmer himself, if anybody there had a gun, one person had a gun, they could probably stop him. Yeah. And first of all, maybe not have caused that seven death, those seven deaths, but if they couldn't provide, if they couldn't stop those seven deaths then at least they could have stopped the deaths that were happening at this other local local business because of the same yeah. person but uh i'm gonna stop there with talking about this article because i'm i'm trying to go like rapid fire through these articles just as to set up an overall point because i think bruce i want to give hand it over to bruce at some point here for him to talk about something but just going through all these different articles, um, so I won't give any more details on this article. So moving on to my other article, um, and this art other article says, three weeks and 39 mass shootings in America. Uh, the, the directly headline doesn't say in America, it says this is America in 2023. Um, so... Now, we move to a larger scale than California, but I would say keep this Cal that California that past California um, article in mind because I want to refer back to it at in a later article. So just keep that fresh in mind. Keep thinking about that. However, I do want to move on to this real quick. But America, within the past three weeks, has had 39. 39 mass shootings. Wow. If if people didn't think God was judging us before, mm. they certainly should now. Yeah. This is one of the conditions to say that we are being judged is massive amounts of deaths. Yeah. Yep. We are being judged. We are a nation under judgment. And we are in a time of complete and utter depravity that these people would even consider killing that many people. And, and these are these are just the shootings. There have been 39 mass shootings. We don't even know, at least 
I don't know the amount of people that have been killed off of those 39. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, with 39 shootings, if each of those had two people in it, which is a low number for a mass shooting, but each had two people, that's a lot of people. That's almost 80 people killed. And that's that's not, obviously, that's not good. I do not condone that type of violence, right? I, th- there's There's no way that's good, right? Okay, but moving on. If if you ever wondered what Romans one would be like, we we should be seeing. If not now, we should be seeing within the near future what that is, what that looks like, practically in in this country. I personally would argue that that's what we're seeing currently. What what we're seeing currently in America is Romans one played out. Yeah, but I Their think foolish hearts if, are darkened. Right. Yeah. But if if someone wants to argue, no, we're not in Romans 1 yet, then I would say we're definitely coming up to that within the near future. What's it going to take for you to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that is true. That is really true. Um, But, again, any of these mass shootings, if someone had a gun, if someone was able to have a gun, a good guy with a gun, then... It probably would have been able to be be stopped. Slightly alleviated. Yeah. At worst. Exactly. The worst yeah. thing would be that oh just a few people were mm-hmm. saved. You you look at the instance of Uvalde, Texas, where all of the police had guns. They didn't even go into the building. Yeah. Under orders to not go into the building. Mm-hmm. And I think it was close to like 12 students, 12 children were killed Yeah, because the police wouldn't do anything. And in the police weren't even the one who stopped it. It was a random person who had a gun who ran into the building while the police were trying to stop him from running into the building and stopped the shooter. Yeah. So it was just a random person with a gun who stopped the killing of even more students. So... Like what is it? What is it going to take? And then that's Texas. That's Texas, where a lot of at least the stigma is that Texas is the most gun-free state. Oh, sorry, not gun-free, but has the most guns. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Again, I want to move on very quickly here. Um, and I wanting to bring back the article that I mentioned about California. So hopefully that's still fresh in your mind. Hopefully that's still there because I want to bring up something else. And and what, what I said at the beginning is what I want to talk about now. Um, this article, the headline says, experts explain why California is still uh, rife with gun violence despite some of the most stringent gun laws in the country. Now, keep in mind, this is a this is from ABC News, so hmm. untrustworthy, but yeah. what I want to do is I want to look at this and talk about some of their arguments which are just downright pathetic at points. But, so the article the argument that the one argument that I do want to talk about, and I've kind of like mentioned it all the way through is that they say that, that the use of background checks when buying guns 
in California are a lot more stringent and do a deeper check than most other um, background checks in the country. They're more stringent. They do a deeper check. However, they say it's still not enough to catch everyone. So even though you have that, you still have had three mass shootings within a span of eight days or even four mass shootings within the span of eight days. Mm. Yeah. Um, so how are these guns getting out? So why is this happening then? It's almost as if, you know, people who go against the law are not stopped by the law. The law that they're breaking in the first place. Yeah. 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 Hmm. That's odd. Weird. But however, again, like I've said this entire episode, if you allowed more people in California to have guns, then the good guy with a gun would stop those who slipped through your all-knowing background checks. Yep. So it's almost as if that the private people can handle the problem better than the government can. <laughs> what a crazy thought, Jake. That's just conspiracy theory. You want me to yeah. ship you your tinfoil yeah. hat or Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, just just cancel me on YouTube. <laughs> That's enough. Already Apparently. done. I'm almost positive <laughs> yeah. this episode is getting yeah. taken down from YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But and through this, you know, through all of these shootings, my kind of overall point and the point I wanted to get to before I pass it on to Bruce is we saw what happened in January 6th, right? How I think Bruce has mentioned several times, and there are several articles out there to say that there were FBI agents within January 6th to instigate or start that kind of conflict. Yeah. And pushing people into the Capitol building and doing all these different things. And I'm not going to say exactly that all of the mass shootings that we've had are due to FBI agents, but it's certainly egged on, I would say. Not necessarily egged on. Definitely sending you a tinfoil hat. You are getting that express shipping tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) But um if if it's not the FBI, then it has to be someone. Because who stands to gain from all these mass shootings? It's very much a gain by the pe- by the unbiblical agenda who is trying to by the people pushing this unbiblical agenda that are trying to get more guns banned for whatever reason you want to conclude why they want guns banned. These people want them banned. So yep. does it not track for us to think maybe some of this is them causing it. And I'm not saying that they are the ones out there shooting people. Right. I'm saying that they're at least... They're allowing it. Egging it. Uh, yes. Allowing it. Yes. How how did how did these people get those types of guns? How how mm-hmm. did they how did they do that? Or how did they have the ability to do that? Yep. How did they get into those situations in which they had a gun in that place? Yep. Yeah. It's 
it could yeah, be allowed. Not, not to mention all the numerous reports, literally, about how the FBI did know uh, many of these people were already on their radar. Many of these people were already had a f- yeah. multiple other offenses, and they were just let go, and they were, you know, all this stuff. Where it's like, yeah, clearly they knew about this. Clearly, this is not just some rando that they had no idea. Now, I'm not saying that's every case, just like Jake's not saying that. But right. for a lot of them, it's certainly following their logic. It certainly helps contribute to their agenda to let these things fester the way they are. Yeah. Yeah. So... There's a question for you to think about. I'm not going to say yay or nay that that's exactly what is happening, but it's definitely a question that you should be asking yourself, yep. trying to figure out. Um, I'm sorry, I don't have enough tinfoil hats for everybody, but on demand, you know, if you're feeling tinfoil hatty and you'd yeah. like one, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, don't, Bruce, I'll, I'll wear your tinfoil hat tomorrow. Okay, so, great, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, talk, speak, speaking of Bruce, I'm going to hand it over to you. All right, cool. Yeah. So I just want to wrap up, take the last five minutes exactly. And put, put a little bit of a theological um, bow on this. Um, so the, the problem of gun violence, the left's ridiculous response to it and all the lies uh, attached to this entire conundrum will not ultimately be solved either way by political action. Politics are downstream from culture. Hopefully this point is very clear by this point. If you're listening to the show and you haven't heard us say that you haven't been listening for very long, politics is downstream from culture. As we've discussed through our reading of the confessional County, uh, restoring the foundation of civilization, mother Kirk, and a whole host of other books we've read on the show over the past year and a half, our culture is plummeting into madness and chaos because Christians aren't working to bring it into order. That's why this whole thing is falling apart right now. Rather than preaching about biblical dominion, and the absolute kingship of Jesus Christ over all areas of life, pastors collectively across America and much of the world have decided to dumb down their sermons and continually preach the milk of the word. And I know we're beating a dead horse at this point, but I, I think the, de- the, the horse is still kind of alive um, because, <laughs> because th- this is not just something we say. This has repercussions. This changes everything as goes the pulpit so goes the culture doug wilson's book mother kirk makes that very clear he goes through church history and explains all of that biblically why the pulpit directs culture but as our culture is weak and foolish and has a darkened mind collectively that's an indication of the status of our pulpits constantly Our pulpits are laying and relaying this foundation of repentance from dead works and faith towards God. As Paul explicitly says, or whoever the writer of Hebrews is, the writer of Hebrews explicitly says, stop, stop it. Stop continually laying a foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith towards God. Hebrews 5, 12 through 6, 2. This is a problem that's been going on for a while. But every time we find reformation and revival is when churches wake up and they stop preaching the milk of the word. But guess what? Today, 
we're back to preaching that basic limited truncated gospel message, limiting the word and only preaching repentance from dead works and a faith towards God. That is a huge, huge problem today. So if you want to fix this problem, talk to your pastor. Statistically, he's probably part of the milk of the word crowd. Let's just be honest. Statistically, if you're listening to this, probably your pastor is. If he's not, <laughs> that's awesome. Send us the name of your church, because if people ask us for church recommendations, we're going to send them there. But statistically, probably he's a milk of the word pastor. So you need to talk to him. They are the 1%. Yeah, they're in the minority, the ones that are the meat of the word, right? Preaching the whole counsel of God. Yeah. You need to talk to your pastor. Find out why. Why is he limiting the word of God from the pulpit? Work with him. See if he's willing to change and return to the word. If not, it's time to go. It is time to find a new church and help it grow. You need to be part of churches that are preaching the whole counsel of God. And you need to grow those churches. And if that's not in your area, you need to go. You need to find that church and you need to help it grow. It needs you. God is calling you to go to that church and build it. Now, are we saying we shouldn't be involved at all in local slash national politics? No, not at all. We're not saying that. But we are saying that bad rulers are a judgment from God and they're a symptom of a bigger problem. As Proverbs 29.2 tells us, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. But when the wicked rule, the people groan. Notice that it's the decreasing of the righteous that causes the wicked to rule. That right there is our problem. The Bible is full of action and causation. Luke 6.45 tells us that the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. We as Christians need to act and grow. If we want this world to be changed, we need to be mature Christians who are ready to apply all of scripture to all of life. Hebrews 5.14 tells us that solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. And then finally, Galatians 6.7 tells us, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. If we sow laziness, a lack of understanding and a lack of righteousness, then we will reap those things and we're reaping them today, believe me. So here's the takeaway. Get to work. Talk to your pastor. Give your children an enculturation of Christ and his kingdom and don't forsake the gathering of yourselves with fellow believers. Going to church, working with fellow believers throughout the week is more important now than it ever has been. But you need to make sure that the believers you're being surrounded by and the church you're going to will help you grow in wisdom. And that's my theological summary and solution to the problem. Anything you want to add, Jake, before we end today? No, no, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it. All right. Awesome. Thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us today. TRDshow.net is the show website. Please check us out, like this video, subscribe, do all the things that let us know you've enjoyed watching or listening to us. Send us an email, trdshow at protimemail.com. Again, thank you so much. We're looking forward to seeing you on Wednesday. And until then, remember everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. 